There is a golden braid that's well known in esoteric traditions. It's a beautiful metaphor. And when this golden braid is complete and completely braided, it makes the achievement of liberation very, very easy, effortless. But most of us have only one or two of the strands of this three-stranded braid. And we need all three strands if it's going to be strong enough to allow us to climb up this braid to reach the Supreme Self. And so we have to ask ourselves which braid is missing or is weak or is not the equal of the others so that all three are fully at their maximum capacity to bear us in our journey upward to the ascension toward liberation. And these three strands of the golden braid are qualities of our being that first emerge as the ego mind becomes mature and it overcomes at least some of its narcissism and begins to care about a wider circle and begins to care about the source of one's being. And so the first strand is that of love, love for the Supreme Self. Once there is a knowledge that there is such a self beyond your ego mind, deeper within, that is the source of your own consciousness, the love that one feels toward the self creates a bond, it creates a union at a wavelength level, a vibrational connection that draws you magnetically inward toward the source. Without that love, then the ego mind will naturally repel the real self out of shame, out of guilt, out of fear of love itself because the ego fears vulnerability, it fears open-heartedness. But this is not a love of other egos. This is a love of one's own self, but the real self, not the ego self. Without that love, we can't achieve liberation. And so we must learn to cultivate that love. It must be cultivated with sincerity by appreciating the fact of this essential presence that is within us that is responsible for our being alive in the first place for our having the capacity for consciousness for there being a universe to perceive and when the love of this being becomes very strong we will actually apperceive the luminous radiance of that being drawing us toward the center and we will melt into that But the love alone is often not enough. There has to be a second strand. And that is a desire to know, an intense desire to know the real self, cognitively, which then will shift our mind from the mundane conceptions that are solely concerned with the phenomenal plane to the higher knowledge, the knowledge that goes beyond even the archetypal dimension because the archetypes are still 
images. There are still concepts. They are still in the realm of mind. But beyond that, the realm of pure intelligence. We want to know the intelligence of God. And when there's a drive to know that supreme intelligence, then we will transcend the ego's love of its own conceptualizations at the expense of learning that which is inconceivable to the ego mind. And the third essential strand of the braid is dispassion, detachment from the worldly pleasures, the worldly jouissance, the worldly ego identity. One must lose interest in that. One must recognize that that is the price to be paid for the achievement of liberation. And many ask, oh, but do I have to give up this and that, innocent pleasure and all of that, uh, you know, whether it's a, a gourmet meal or a glass of wine or it's watching a favorite TV show or a movie or doing something. It, it's not about the giving up of the activity. It's about giving up the activity as a signifier of one's identity. That's what one holds on to. Once one has achieved liberation, you're free to do whatever you want. It so happens you probably won't want to do any of those things, but it'll, it won't be a sense of, oh, I have to renounce this. No. There will just be a blissful recognition that one doesn't require any signifiers of identity on this phenomenal plane, and one is released from what actually is a burden of constantly repeating those same landmarks as a prop to give one a sense of security. And one will be able to see through that. So it's not that pleasure is bad. It's, it's not to take that viewpoint. But it is limited versus the unlimited. We want to realize our unlimited nature. And then we can participate in this limited world with freedom. But otherwise, whether we admit it or deceive ourselves in thinking, I can give it up at any time, it's no problem, but it's still a prop of one's identity and it's an addiction. (coughs) And so there must be a dispassionate disinterest in that which one's worldly identity is generally concerned with in order to free yourself from those anchors so that you can fly. And when you're freed from those anchors, then the love and the desire to know will draw you up into the innermost core of being. And it will be a very rapid, even instantaneous deliverance from the ego mind into the presence of the supreme and only self. And so when we meditate, in a way that's what we're doing, is organizing all these three strands into a unity, the power of which will propel us into the dimension beyond the veil of illusion that is already our essential self here and now. And so in meditation, when we begin, ask yourself, can I achieve this vairagya? Can I let go? Even if it's just for the momentary uh, sitting of this particular meditation. But let go of all concerns for identity on this plane. And can I allow a cultivation of love for God, 
if you wish to put it in that term, or for the ultimate reality, the self, and let go of the ego mind and enter into the silence, not as an entity doing something, but as the letting go of the feeling of being an entity. It's a very subtle but extremely important difference. And then the desire to know will bring one's mind beyond the conceptual knowing that is possible to the ego mind to the knowing that is being, that is oneness. And so it is said in other traditions that there are three phases to this journey. The first phase being atonement, where one is letting go of one's attachments. You can call them vices or sins or whatever, but those are the anchors that we hold on to. And some religions stop there. A day of atonement is enough. And then the rest of the year we hold on, right? Atonement is the first stage. And then there is attunement at the second stage. We tune our minds to the presence of God. And as we tune to that higher vibrational frequency, that's when we begin to feel the love that is coming from the Supreme Self to us. And the love that we give is met by the love that we receive, and then we are drawn upward. And that's when the desire to know opens, to know by realization as being, and we reach the last phase of at-one-ment. But we can go through these three phases of atonement, attunement, and at-one-ment, all in a single sitting of meditation. It's not a process that requires time, because we are beyond time. That itself is the illusion that we are transcending. So, let us achieve our eternal liberation in this very meditation tonight. If you make that your aim wholeheartedly, it will be given as an act of grace. Not as an act of the achievement of the ego, but as the grace that will be given in response to that impassioned urge to achieve the truth of who we are.